this life is a spectrum. Being location independent or being nomadic or being all the things we're talking about is a spectrum. It is not a black or white. There is every shade of possibility in between. And if you say, I can't be location independent and fully nomadic, that's okay. You can be some form of something. You can make a choice to do more sustainable travel. You can make a choice to have a side business so that there's all of these little steps that you can take if you are willing to risk just a little bit of uncomfortableness. We don't want to be uncomfortable, but we also don't want to live a life of stuckness our whole life. Lightning struck in an open plain And we forgot this old city's name See your breath on window pane Let's just talk till it strikes again On my way through I saw you on my way Welcome to our newest series, Campfire Chats, and this series of shows is so important that it's going to be broadcast across both of our podcasts, the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast and the Location Indie podcast. So if you're listening on the EPOP podcast, hello, travel nerds, and if you're listening on the Location Indie podcast, get ready for a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle. And if you guys like it so much that you're listening on both and getting those download numbers up, 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 thank you. Uh, shoot me a message on uh, Instagram, add extra pack of pants. Tell me you listed on both. I'll show, I'll show you some love as well. That'd be awesome. And uh, if you're wondering why is the Campfire Chat series so incredible, it's because I'm going to be bringing on a bevy of people, who some who you've already heard from on the other shows, who are responsible on making the biggest event of the year for us, Camp Indy, possible. And they are travelers, entrepreneurs, digital nomads, adventure seekers who are all living life on their own terms and who are gracious enough to show you how they've been able to do it and help you do the same thing. And if you come to camp in person, you're going to get to meet them. And today I've got two people who both attended Camp Indy in 2021 who are among the first to sign up when we put out tickets for Camp Indy 2023 and who are integral in our community and making this Camp Indy adult summer camp and conference happen that runs from June 16th through 19th of 2023. I've got Cassidy who literally told me before Camp Indy 2021 ended, we were, we were ending it. It was the last day. We had like an hour left. Everyone's saying goodbyes. And she said, I don't care how much a ticket is for next time. Take my credit card. I'm in. So Cassidy, welcome. Hi. Yeah. If I could have swiped my credit card there at camp, if you would have had like a little square reader, I would have just been like, whatever you want for a deposit, just take my money. Let's do it. There you go. I could I just add a few more zeros and then everyone could get free Camp Indy tickets uh, courtesy of Cassidy. <laughs> um, but yes. And, and yeah. Thank you for, for just the enthusiasm you had towards that. And obviously in 2021, we, we weren't selling tickets for the next one because COVID was happening, not happening. No one was sure where that was was trending, but now we're back. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us again. And uh, yeah. I got Melissa, who I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, set the record for staying up the latest. Was it you? Yes, it was me. Okay. You and a few other of your compadres, I know were not burning the midnight oil. It was like 
The 4 a.m. oil. The 4 a.m. oil at camp. Yes. And what we should mention with camp too is at Camp Eddie, you can do whatever you want and you cannot do whatever you want. So if you're like, oh my gosh, 4 a.m., I'm not going to make it up till 4 a.m., you do not have to stay up that late. I personally did not step that late. Cassie, when were you hitting hitting bed usually? I, I didn't. I was definitely up past midnight. I think it was like maybe like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., but I definitely had some FOMO walking past the campfire. And being like, I would like to stop, but I also need to sleep. Mm, yes. So. I, I I also feel that FOMO a lot. It's like, I want to do everything, but I know that if I try to do everything, I'm going to be dead the next morning, which uh, and both of you are integral in this too. When we asked you, all right, Camp Indy, we, we had Camp Indy 2021. We're like, you know, what did you like? What would you change? Both of you said unequivocally, add an extra day. More time. Yeah. More time is what we wanted. More time. I will say, Trav, in my defense, in my defense, my 4 a.m. stay up was after the big dance and we wanted more music and we wanted more campfire time and we wanted more time to chat because we knew that we were leaving the next day. And the idea of just being together and having that that bonding time, even if it was 4 a.m. to our detriment for the next day, it was so worth it because we actually still talk about that. The moon was full and was shining on the lake. And it was, and I actually have a picture of it in the dark. I don't know how it worked out, but it is something that that group of people talk about. And when there is, there is a particular song from the eighties and it just, it's like, Hey, do you remember this? Oh, Hey. And every now and again, every couple months we're like, Hey, do you remember this time? Hey, do you remember the song? And so it's carried on for two years now. So it was worth it. See, now yeah. I'm not going to be able to go to bed. I'm going to, I'm going to have to exactly, Cassidy. Exactly. Gosh, that sounds amazing. Melissa is is peer pressuring us to stay up in the nicest possible way. She's like, <laughs> oh no, you can go to bed, but just but, know that we have this really special bond that we uh-huh. stay in touch with each other and talk about that specific moment that you guys weren't a part of. No big deal though. <laughs> if no you want to sleep. No big deal. No big deal. Um, But yes, we did add an extra day because of all the feedback. Every single person that we talked to who had been at Camp Indy, the first one, 2021, said, I wish we had more time. And so now, thankfully, we have four days, three nights. So it's a Friday night, a Saturday night, and a Sunday night, whereas last time was just Friday and Saturday night, and we left on Sunday. So we've got a whole extra 24 hours at camp, which will, in my mind, make it even better because while I didn't feel rushed at the first one, I did feel like there were some things that I wanted to do, right? I wanted to have more conversations with some of the people there. Uh, The one thing I didn't get to do was water ski. I I am going to try that this year. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you all were like, man, I specifically didn't get to do this or that, that now with some extra time I'm going to get to do? Yeah. I didn't even go over by the ropes course. Like I just didn't make it over there. And I, I should have, and I regret not doing it. So that is the first thing I'm doing this time around. Okay. Ropes course for Cassidy. I would say the same, the same thing, Cassidy. I actually walked up there. We got all the way up there and they said, sorry, we're closed or, or we're closing it down or whatever. And I was like, no. And I think it was probably the last day or it was Saturday. You know, we weren't going to have any time on Sunday and it was a after Saturday afternoon. I'm like, no. And so that is something I definitely have some FOMO on and, uh, and I it's, it's top of my list. All right. Cassie and Melissa jetting to the ropes course as soon together. as they hit camp. Yeah. That's and we'll have right. We're going to go together <laughs> and we'll have that memory. And then we'll talk about it in two years. Do you remember Cassidy? <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
for for you all, I, I mean, obviously, camp is is an absolutely um, amazing time, and and we had such a good time this first year. What was it about coming to camp in 2021 that made both of you say, I'm coming back? Like, there's no doubt about it. Cassie, like I said, you, even before it was over, like, I'm coming back. What was it? Like, what what made camp so special for you? I think it was like, there was like an instant instant connection with everybody. And like, I've, I've been in location indie for a while, so I knew people, but I had, hadn't necessarily talked to everybody. And there wasn't like this, with other conventions, sometimes there's like a, you know, a couple hour to a couple day period of like awkward introductions and trying to figure out what you have in common with somebody until you can get to like the really good, okay, now we're friends, having a good conversation. With camp, it was instantly like you walk in and I got a drink. And then it was like, let me just pick somebody and have a conversation. And that just never stopped all weekend. And I think it could have gone all week and I would have still had people that I was like, man, I would like to talk to them more. And so it wasn't so much where it was like, you know, I, I learned a lot. I had a lot of fun. There was, you know, it was a great environment. It was a great experience, but it wasn't any one of those things, particularly. It was all of those things where it was like, oh, this is just my place. These are just my people. Yes, I'm going to go back because I can't find this anywhere else or I haven't found this anywhere else. I don't know what else I could say that Cassidy just said <laughs> other than uh, the same. Like I had been in LI for a while since 2018. Um, I've been in, in location indie. And then when the pandemic happened, like our whole physical world imploded and we all sort of went online and then, and location indie became the place where we weren't traveling. We uh, weren't exploring. We weren't doing all these things. And it suddenly became this, this family in that space. And all of these people were going to camp and these people that I knew intimately that I had masterminds with, that I had conversations with on a regular basis were suddenly like for real, these were real people. And I think that camp 21 was really special because of that, because of, because of the time camp Indy 2023 is going to be amazing because it's building on all the things, but camp Indy 21 was something really special. And literally, I, and I will tell you, I'm a, I'm an extroverted human being. And I drove up and was really nervous. Like, what if these people don't like me, which is very weird, right? What if these people, like, they don't recognize me, I mean, which is ridiculous, right? But that was like the stuff that was going on in my brain. And and like when you go into any conference and you're a wallflower, but this was a conference, this was a place where you could not be a wallflower because the minute you walk in, you're tackled with hugs from people who you already consider your nearest and your dearest. And so I think that that was what made this difference, made it different. And now we have this opportunity to include all sorts of new people because the world has changed and we're doing all sorts of incredible things and and that's what I'm most excited about seeing all seeing our LI people and then welcoming more into the camp fam. I'm just like, I'm super excited for that. Speaking of welcoming someone new and we've got Marty who just Woo-hoo. joined us and uh, Marty, welcome. I will say that Marty's van, Brooklyn, stole the show at the end of Camp Indy because <laughs> no one wanted to leave. 
And everyone's like, oh, we, you know, the camp director was kind of like, you guys do have to leave. You know, we, we overstayed about an hour or two. Finally, he's like, ah, Trev, you got to get people out here. But everyone was just, Marty drove her van up. Everyone was in her van, hanging out in her van. You got to show off your van, Marty. So welcome. I see now in your Zoom background, not that this is a video podcast, but for those of you, you can just imagine Marty's background is Brooklyn, her van at a nice, awesome campsite. So welcome, 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 Marty, to the podcast. Thank you very much. And Melissa will know this. Hi, Cassidy. <laughs> Melissa will know this. This uh, The blue um, whale behind me is uh, on Route 66 in Catoosa, in Catoosa, uh, Oklahoma. And uh, it's famous in our little group because, uh, as Melissa said, we all, I became a Location Indie member in the spring of 2020. When you opened up your membership, I was literally, I had come across your email list probably a year before, but, you know, living part-time nomadically, and I didn't quite understand the community. I didn't quite understand anything, but I ended up getting stuck in a great place, but I got stuck for the first 10 weeks of the pandemic in West Asheville, North Carolina. And it brought a whole new meaning to van life. Uh, I called it BYOBB, bring your own bedroom, bring your own bathroom. Um, (laughs) BYOBB, because uh, my friend had a roommate at that time. So there was no bed for me there. So I just literally parked in front of her home in West Asheville during a beautiful spring. And then I saw your email saying, hey, you know, we're all stuck. You know, we're all trying to figure this out. I remember you joking about, you know, having to go to other states to get alcohol. <laughs> that was true. Yes. I, uh, yeah, I couldn't buy alcohol in Pennsylvania. Uh, they shut down the state owned liquor stores. I don't know why that decision and who made that decision. Seems like the worst possible decision. It's the worst possible decision at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, so I had to drive to Delaware. I had to drive across <laughs> state border and illegally transport alcohol back. Um, yeah, that did good memory. Trump chops that one up on his CV. These are the people I need to hang with. Like I was just like, <laughs> okay, here's my credit card. Like these are the people I want to hang out with in the pandemic, in this new world, whatever we were doing. And uh, like Melissa said, it's just uh, it was it was it your community already. Probably, but I didn't. I didn't get included. I didn't get in an insight into your community until COVID, and there was just something. So, like you said, like you said, Melissa, about going to camp, just such this warmth and welcome and instant. Like you know, and needless to say, I'm in my sixties and sixty four. Uh, <laughs> Just talking about, you know, Medicare uh, signing up for it. So, um, you know, I was like, oh, these people, they're probably all young. They're probably, you know, whatever. And I think most of your community is. But the total, you know, and, and also being a gay woman, I was wondering, you know, as well. And I felt an instant, it, it doesn't matter. You love uh exploring life, living life well, checking out all kinds of opportunities, 
with the world domination, the whole idea of an unconventional life and oh hell, I have had an unconventional life. So, <laughs> and continue and plan to continually. So thank you for, for having me and sorry for jumping on late. No worries. I think Marty, you, you hit on a really important point here. We, we get a lot of questions about camp, right? And like, oh, well, who's it for? And it's always so hard you know, to narrow it down because if you, if you, if you run a certain conference, some, some conference is like, oh, this is for computer programmers, or this is for people who are interested in star Wars, right? Like very like tight focus. Right. <laughs> and at camp, yeah. you know, one of the things we pride ourselves on is being uh, super inclusive, but it becomes hard sometimes from a marketing perspective to say, who is this for? <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, that that's been my domain trying to figure out how to word it so that people understand it. And what we've kind of settled on is this idea of this is for people who are seeking more freedom in their life, right? And we we talk inside of Location Indy, all three of you are a member of Location Indy, but we talk about the triangle of freedom, financial freedom, time freedom, and location freedom. And it's for people who say, all right, if I can find the balance of those three in my life, that is what I'm seeking. I don't just need financial freedom because if I if I have that, but I don't have time and location freedom, then what's it for? Likewise, if I have time freedom, but I don't have any location freedom or maybe any financial freedom, well, what does that mean, right? And it's, it's really trying to find the, the balance of those three at different points in your life, right? Everyone will be striving for different parts of that at different times. And so for Absolutely. people who are saying, I want freedom. I want to be around other people who cherish this idea that they can try to live the most fulfilled life of theirs in that moment. And I think that's why that bond is formed. As you guys all mentioned, when you walk in and you know, if you're listening, you've been to a conference before and, and I'm very extroverted as well, but at regular conferences, I, it feels weird. It feels weird. I walk in, I'm like, Oh, there's a speaker. Do I talk to him? I've always, I still to this day have no idea how to, how to talk to a speaker after they've done a panel. What do you say? Like, Oh, good job. I'm Travis. Then what? Right? Like, I don't know where to go. And so we didn't want to create that. We wanted to create this environment where like, we're together on a campground that we've rented out that no one else is here other than the staff. Right. And you're going to get to have experiences with these people. It's not, oh, they're a speaker and I'm a camper or, or whatever. They've been in location before and I'm not. It's like you are forming these experiences and having this bond with people right out out of the gate. Um, I see a lot of people shaking their heads, so feel free yeah. to chime in here. Yeah. I, I think there's something about the, there's something to immersion. We think about language and immersing ourselves in language and, and being so involved and in, say we're living in a country and we want to learn that language. Camp is the same. So if you go to any other sort of conference, you walk to a place, you listen to somebody talk, you walk back to the hotel, you maybe go to dinner by yourself or maybe find one or two people. You have removed yourself from that moment. And in camp, at Camp Indy, everything is, it's all immersive all the time. I mean, you have time to sit and and reflect or journal or sleep or, or whatever, do some activities, but everything is is there for the you're you're there for the entirety of of camp with the speakers, with people you may have just met, with people you've known for a while. And and it creates a whole different sort of experience, but also a brain function. I can't think of the quite the right word, but a different way that your brain is processing 
all of this information. And so, uh, and information being people you've just met, new opportunities, you, you have more aha moments because you're not going in and out and in and out and in and out like you would at a normal business conference. You're actually, you are just there absorbing it all. And I think that that is the difference in this type of conference versus, uh, you know, something where you go see a speaker in a, in a hotel Convention conference room. room. Yeah. You also don't have to like take the like mental energy and the risk of like, I'm going to find a person that might also want to have a conversation, be my friend, whatever, because you're just around those people already. So you don't have that part, that part gets cut out. So you're just like, oh, we are going to skip that part and we are friends. And then it's just, we just get to have the conversation. I can't like, we would switch, we would switch tables at camp. Like they, everybody would be like, okay, get up and find a new table. And normally I like, I'm also an extrovert, but there's usually this part of like, okay, like, who do I have to be to have this conversation with camp? It was like, all right, like the hardest part of this is getting out of this table and and like moving. That's the hardest part of this entire thing. And once I'm <laughs> sitting back down now, it's like, okay, here are these new friends. Um, and I just, I can't get over that. And I'm so excited. Yeah. Well said, Cassidy. Yeah, that's very well said. Well, and I was just thinking, Trav, when you talked about the challenge of uh, marketing location indie or camp indie, as Melissa and I have been uh, speaking on for years, same challenge with uh, show and tales or things that matter. You know, it's like everybody pushes, you know, you've got to have the, the work that I do in the world is like, you've got to have a target market. You've got to have a target market. You've got to have a target market. Well, I finally have a name and I was just like, they are, we are weirdos. <laughs> that every single person here at one point felt out of place, that they didn't fit in. They were talked about as being odd or strange or a little, little weird or whatever. And I've embraced that uh, about being different, the unconventional part. So weirdos has, it's an acronym and it stands for where every individual remembers doing original stuff. Mm. And it's sort of the other part is like when you join other com communities that are like van life or RV life or, you know, whatever, like I'm not a full-time van life person, right? I don't think I could be a full-time van life person. So I'm not going to necessarily connect with people who that's what they want to, you know, or they're into schoolies or they're into, you know, bus life or, you know, whatever. It's like, that still seems like I don't fit in there because that's not my, you know, and that's what I love about location indie is that people, and like you said, people, do, you can work a remote job, a quote unquote, regular corporate job, but you, you live in Italy and do it part-time there. The people the unconventional lives that we choose to lead don't have to follow a formula. And that's what's great about the formula. I like your, your triangle, like that's the formula, but yep. everything else, it's kind of build your own life, you know, like Legos, build your own life, your unconventional life. And that's, that's one of the, I mean, that is the main reason why we wanted to have these campfire chats and these, these sessions is that people listening, you know, it's very hard for someone, maybe, I don't know, maybe you look at the Camp Indie website and you go like, oh, this is for me. So some people know it right away, but there's a lot of times, even myself included, where I look at something, I'm like, this seems really interesting, but how do I know if it's a fit for me, right? How do I know, how do I get a sense of it? And we can show videos and, 
you know, we can write stuff on the website and you can start to, to understand that. But really for me, the reason we wanted to do sessions was I want to bring people on so that you get to hear the people who are there. You get to hear from some of the speakers who are there. You get to hear from the people who are attending, right? And so if you're listening and you're resonating, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I might not know. Well, you probably don't know every step that I'm going to take. I don't know exactly what I need my or want my life to look like, but I know that it's not following strict convention of you know nine to five, one or two weeks of holiday, and that's it. Um, and I know that there's more that I'm striving for and that I want to be around people who are doing this, that's, you'll feel that. And if you're listening and you feel that and you want to be around people, that's the whole basis of holding camp, right? It's like, come and be around these people and you'll hear from people doing totally different things. Each one of you has different backgrounds. Each one of you are leading different lifestyles right now, but you're all saying, all right, well, I'm making it a priority to figure out how I can have the freedoms that I want to have in life in my life. So why don't we dive into that just a little bit? Kind of the backstories here, because Cassie, for for example, like I got to know you pretty well a, a couple of years ago when we were when we were doing coaching and stuff like that. And yeah. at that point, you were like, "All right, I'm in a job I don't like, and I'm gonna go and do my own thing full time, right?" But that didn't end up being the case, and that's that's the beauty of it. Like, there isn't a right or a wrong answer. So, share a little bit of of, of your story. So it's funny you say that. I had to go write things down because my date memory has gone out the window with COVID. Um, everything was like yesterday or 10 years ago. I have no idea. I started my like first out of college job in January of 2017. I had I was able to take most of 2016 off to help my mom go through cancer. She's fine. But that was like a little, my little gap year where um, I got to live at home and travel and, and kind of see what I wanted to do. And I'm an accountant. And so I went from being able to travel mostly for free because my mom worked for the airline and I was able to fly as a non-rev, which is a whole different kind of travel because you literally, you might get on that plane and you might not. Uh, so you have to be really go with the flow. So I'm super good at airports. But um, so I did that for most of 2016. And then I went to work in a CPA office in 2017, which is a very dramatic and unhappy shift. Um, I love accounting, did not love working in a CPA. Uh, and then I found like I had listened to like a little bit of EPOP before I started the job, but mostly I would like put my headphones in and organize tax returns while I was listening to Trav, you talk about like all these super cool places and doing all of these things. And I'm sitting here in this office being like, I hate everything right now. So I joined Location Indie in March of 2017. And I was like, I have got to do this. Stayed at that job, super depressed left Location Indie in August of 2018 because I felt this was nothing to do with Location Indie. I felt like I was like, well, I'm not going to be location independent. I don't have any time freedom. I have some financial freedom. But again, what can I do with that with I, if I'm working six days a week for six months out of the year? And so then I was like, okay, well, that was not the right move. Don't leave the place you want to be in. Uh, work to figure out how you fit in better in that community. So I got the Paradise Pack in 2019 and then rejoined Location Indie in May of 2019. And then I was like, okay, we're doing this. Left that CPA job in June of 2019, went to work for a healthcare company. COVID hit. Working for a healthcare company during COVID is not a great time. Uh, but before that, I had done Leap Year, which was, John mentioned it on a different uh, our, our Lifestyle Launch Academy coaching program. Yep. Right. And so I did that and was like, I'm going to do something. Uh, and then... COVID hit. And I wasn't quite in the headspace to like 
build something extra while also working for a healthcare company during COVID. Switched to a remote job at the end of 2020 and was like, okay, well, like I've taken a little bit of a step. Like now I'm, now I've got the location freedom. I just kind of don't really have the time freedom. And a bit of news, uh, I'm no longer at that job. I am doing accounting, bookkeeping for a different company, a friend's company. And I don't know if they're like saying anything about that yet. So I'm not going to say any names, but now I just kind of have to decide if I also want to do bookkeeping on my own totally, or if I want to do something else, but I also have a product shop. So I'm still not really super location independent, but I love my house and I paint on the walls in my house. So like, I don't want to be, so I'm like, you don't have to have all three to be in location. Indie, I guess is my point of this. Like you can pick the parts you want and you'll be totally fine. You don't have to not own a house and never sleep in your bed or whatever. Like, But yeah, so that was, I am where I am in my life because of location indie being like, Hey, guess what? This is possible. And me being like, yeah, I want it. I want to get there somehow. And um, for context, I am 30. So like not super young, not old, but like I'm getting there. Yeah. I think, I think that highlights the point that like I said, there's no right or wrong. Right. And for you, for you and almost every person, and I, we'll get to hear from Melissa and, and Marty too, like, it's not a yes or no. It's not a, oh my gosh, I'm in this CPA job that I absolutely hate, or I'm out traveling the world and I have the ultimate freedom <laughs> and I, you know, I, I can do whatever I want because that's unrealistic to think that's going to happen as well. Right. And so yeah. it is a, there's a gap a lot of times between where we are and where we want to be. And it's okay to fill that gap, right? With with getting closer to where you want to be. And sometimes as you fill that gap, you realize this is actually where I want to be. Like this life where I get to have my home base and my house and paint on my walls and do this is actually where I want to be right now instead of having no home or van lifing or what have you. And, and Marty, you brought this up. Like, I don't want to be a full-time van lifer. I might not ever be it. But we only start to realize what it is we want when we stop to ask ourselves that question and surround ourselves with people who are doing a lot of forms of this. If we thought it was only van life or CPA, right? If someone listened, they're like, I either have to be a CPA in an office or I have to be full-time van life and completely nomadic, right? That's a Some people are like, I don't want to live in a van. Oh, I guess I have to be CPA. We know there's a thousand permutations between that. And so that's what I love hearing your story, Cassie, is like, you just, all right, I'm going to take this different steps, different steps. Okay, now I'm remote. Cool. Now I have this freedom. Okay, now I'm working for a friend's company instead of this other bigger company. I like what I do more. Maybe now I'm going to go and do some other stuff. It really is a continuation, right? And it doesn't stop. Yeah. We don't, I, I don't think there's necessarily like this end goal that we get to, myself included, where like, now this is it because as we do more stuff, we get more curious and we start to see different opportunities arise that we never knew existed by surrounding ourselves with people doing stuff that's really cool and fun and, yeah. and satiates our curiosity. Yeah, it made it a lot less scary too because I was able to be like, okay, I do enjoy working like from a laptop, from a spare room in my house. Like, oh, and then I was able to take my laptop and go visit family in Chicago and be like, yes, I can work from my aunt's living room. Like, I don't have to like either have enough savings to be able to take three months off to go do something, or I don't have to like find a quiet co-working space, or I don't have to like 
get everything done and then stop working for two weeks so I can go visit somebody. It's like all of these things prove that yes, okay, this works. Okay, how do I do this? How do I figure out like, do I have a space that I can go and take a meeting if I need to? Yeah, it's fine. It's not a big deal. And then it's just like building the rest of your life on like working with the people that, and I, I was always so confused on like, you know, pick clients that fit with you. And I was like, well, but like clients are clients again, because I do bookkeeping. So it was like, I don't know, like they, they have numbers. Like, I don't care what business they're in. It's like, no, no, I care what type of person they are. I need the person that's like, yep, you are in a different place. You're not in a fancy office. You're in a different place than where I last saw you. I don't care as long as you have my information. Great. You know, and that's the kind of thing that was driving me to keep being like, okay, what's the next one? It also really helped that I work, I have worked pretty much forever with small businesses. And so I was able to very easily see like, oh no, I see what people are doing. I see the numbers behind this. I know it's possible. So I, I never, I've never had that like, oh, well, I don't know if I could make it because I don't know if like, I don't know the realities behind like being a YouTuber. Yes, I do. I know. I don't know the realities behind being a blogger. Yes, I do. I know how much work it takes, but I also can see that it works. So that was extra, oh, an extra little piece of motivation that maybe most people don't have. Mm. How about for you, Marty and Melissa, either one of like where these maybe pivot points or realizations came about that, okay, regular life, right? Isn't like the stock standard nine to five, as as we kind of know it, at least in the Western world, nine to five, two weeks vacation, work till you're 60, retire, was like, mm, that's not going to fit in for me. And I need to figure out what it looks like if, if that isn't me. Well, I'll, I'll start. So I, I would say I knew very early that I was never going to be a somebody who would do well in a cubicle. I, I knew it right, right out the gate. Like I went to college for, and I love science, fascinated with science, but I started looking at, you know, science jobs. And I was like, oh, I would kill myself if I had to go into the lab every day and measure the same things over and over. And, you know, it's like, I need a little bit better uh, loop back, you know, a little timing return on my investment, you know, not, I, I appreciate the work that scientists do, but I knew that it just, that wouldn't, and then a professorship, I was like, oh, you know, the teaching, which I loved, but then you also have to publish. That just seemed like too much. So I became, I, I got into sign language interpreting. And so I became a sign language interpreter for about uh, a decade, loved it, but you know, 10 years is, is forever. And, uh, and I realized that if you're doing a super good job of it, uh, you basically, the goal is to become invisible. Uh, you become like the phone that is the, you know, allows two people with different languages to communicate directly with one another. That's the feel of it. And I love doing it for a while, but being in a job full time where you're supposed to kind of be invisible is not the greatest thing for me either. Um, so I'm not an extrovert or an introvert. I call myself an omnivert or an ambivert. And so I, I, I was like, okay, you know, interpreting is good, but what am I going to do next? And then I got into teaching like you, Trav. So um, I became a New York City public school teacher, high school biology for eight and a half years and loved teaching, loved teaching science, my favorite topic, my favorite subject. And, uh, but the administration finally burnt me out. 
So again, not a cubicle, you know, your classroom, then I taught a lab and all of that. So it basically, it's just been, like you said, I think, Trav, is that, you know, I think that's a common thing for all of us is lifetime learner, uh, lifetime explorer, uh, curious about like, okay, this isn't working, what's, what's next? And, and that led me to start my first business, uh, which of course my accountant wouldn't say is a business. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at you, Cassidy. Um, so, <laughs> but, but I've loved every minute of, uh, I, I create, I tell visual narratives from my clients, photo, document, and memorabilia archives. I'm a personal historian and legacy artist, and uh, you know, just just love helping people uh, create connections, uh, community, and legacy. But I knew that living in New York City was costly, and uh, I was in a fourth floor walk up, and there was no way that the walk up was going to come down, uh, and there <laughs> there was no elevator that was going to go up. Uh, and so as I aged, um, I was just like, okay, and of course, needing help and hiring coaches and marketing things all costs some money. And so I decided to sell my apartment five and a half years ago and, uh, and see what was next. And uh, Location Indie is part of what's next. One of the really cool things that you brought up there, Marty a mentor of mine, actually, he just said this not so long ago, like within the last couple months. And it, it struck a chord with me because I hadn't really thought of it this way. And he said, listen, when you really love what you're doing and you operate at a high level, and he wasn't saying like, you have to be the best in the world at something, right? But he's like, when you like it and you do it and you're engaged and you're excited about it, typically stuff has like a three to four year lifespan. And he's like, no, we don't always realize that in our life and we keep stuff going and we do it for longer for various reasons. Right. But he was like, if you, you know, for a lot of people that I see and a lot of people that when you listen to their story, you'll hear that they're really engaged. They love doing something. They're kind of like shot out of a cannon. They do it really well. They like it and they operate at a high level. And then about three, four years in, you know, not even that like they don't like it anymore, but it's hard to sustain that pace. And usually you want to transition. And I, you know, that doesn't mean even that you leave that business or leave that field or industry, but there needs to be a shift that has to happen, right? Whether that means teacher going into being an administrator, whether that means you're doing a CPA work, but then you're working for another company, like something usually has to shift to re-engage you in a certain way. And uh, hearing your story, you, like you said, uh, 10 years in, I was doing the sign language. I liked it, but you needed that shift. And so it's not always cut and dry three or four years, right? There might be some years on the end there. But when he said that, you know what spoke to me when he said, it was like giving myself permission to be okay with loving the version of something that I did before, but saying, what's the next phase of this? And like, that's okay. It's okay. Like we're probably all of us here and people listening are probably not cut out to do something for 30 years and like it the same way when they started, because that's why we're here. We might not be able to cut out, be cut out to do it for 10 or 15 years because that's why we're here. And so it, it really, it, it pulled a weight off my shoulders a little bit to say like, yeah, what you did before is great and, and love it. But like, if you need to change something, it's okay to change that. Melissa, I'd love to hear, I, 
I don't know if that resonates with any of you or if looking back, you start yeah. to say, huh, there is this like ebb and flow at that around that time frame. And it's also, and I'll pass it on to Melissa, but it goes back to this, the culture and probably our family too, and a combination of both about this, this big thing about if it, if it doesn't last forever, it's a failure, right? Any mm. relationship, whether it's a job or your a marriage or whatever, like if it doesn't last forever, it's a failure. It, it, we're very sadly, very failure focused. And we're also very success focused. Like, what does that mean? You know, too. like, look at, you know, the social media stuff and all whatever about, oh, you've got to make millions, you've got to have multiple cars and houses and, you know, uh, staff and, you know, whatever. And that's success. It's like, and that's what I love about Location Indie and you and the work that you've done within it and your, your community is that, you know, it's like we get to define what success is. It's an inside job. Mm. So, even though the, my accountant says I don't have a business. <laughs> <laughs> But take it away, Melissa. (laughs) Oh, and I think that I think that society, uh, where the society in which we live, has set these these guideposts that we are supposed to sort of hit, and that that equals success, and that this is something that we're taught from a very, very, very young age when we're in kindergarten, told to stand in line and and to walk straight and to be quiet and to just go and then to do this thing and then you graduate and then you do this thing and then you keep going and then and and that if you hit those things that means you are successful and for those of us who think differently being unconventional is risking not hitting those things and i'm using air quotes here not hitting those <laughs> things and therefore being deemed unsuccessful but also it's very risky it feels very risky but it is so being unconventional is risky, but it is also so aligned with who we are deep inside. And and trying to go against that grain and go against that flow is difficult. It's it's easy because we're like, that is exactly who I am. But it's also like you're going against everything that you are supposed, supposed to be doing, that you are told you're supposed to be doing. And, and finding that group of people who speak to that who speak to that your your alignment with your soul is okay is who we are we get you and that is what i found in location indie i've been traveling my whole life actually my parents met while they were traveling the world for 2 years and i was conceived on the road sorry mom i was conceived <laughs> while traveling and so my whole life I wrote this yesterday about my mom on Facebook yeah. for, uh, I said, I am singularly <laughs> obsessed with travel. And, and that is why my, my aunt has always said, Melissa, you have itchy feet, meaning I'm <laughs> always ready to go. I, I have been this way my whole life I'm all, and, and, and including into my work. And so I would have, I was a, I started my career as a documentary producer for PBS and we traveled all over the world doing amazing work profiling nonprofit organizations. And I just, and it was a huge taste of what it was like to work and travel and to see the world differently from a very different perspective, as opposed to being a a tourist or going on a vacation. When you go into a refugee camp in in, uh, Azerbaijan and you go, oh, this is like real life. This is not, you know, the beaches of Cancun and the beaches of Cancun are beautiful, but it's a very different perspective of what the real world is. And I think that that 
that uh, changed me very early on sort of in my career. And so every opportunity that I had, even after that, and so I've worked in video and marketing for for many, many years. I'm not even going to tell you because (laughs) I don't want to date myself too much. But And so every opportunity was, how can I travel and how can I work to fund that, to create that, to create that life that I want that is that is just a little bit different outside of outside of my work. And what I came to realize is that my work and my travel life and my seeing the world life don't have to be separate things. They can be the same thing because that is in fact what is aligned with my soul, that those things are the same thing. That is the same life. Those are not two separate silos that I exist in. And so as any young person, I got into debt, really badly into debt. And I spent about seven years in a job uh, working off to pay off all of that debt, all of my student loan. And that was my my absolute focus because I said, I am going. So I, I worked for seven years and paid off all my credit card debt, my student loan debt, and all my, my car, any anything. And I remember the day when I pushed the button and made the last payment. And it was like this ultimate freedom because suddenly I had no debt, zero, zero debt. And on top of that, I had just met the man of my dreams who I ended up marrying. And I said to him, I said to him before I decided that I was going to be his girlfriend, I said, will you go travel with me? I'm going to take a year off and go travel. Will you go? He's like, yeah. I said, okay, then you can in fact marry me. And so, <laughs> and so he did. And I, I allowed him to marry me. And, um, and so we got, so we planned for two years, saved for two years. And in between there, we got married. And then we literally quit everything that we owned in our life. We sold it all and we took off for a year. And interestingly enough, Nora Dunn, who was speaking at Camp Indy, she was, this was back when this was not, this was in 2011. So she, she was, she was hot then. She's still hot now, but I had, I just recently found some stuff from that travel and I had printed out all her stuff. And I remember I, I, I printed all her stuff and put it in my notebook. And then when I got to camp in 21, I was like, Nora, let me tell you this thing. And I was so totally fangirling over this woman who had done the thing that I had done. And and so my husband and I went and traveled for a year all over the U.S., all over South America, all, all over Central America, into South America. We got married again. And then we came back and we're like, oh, let's go to California for a year and hang out. And, you know, uh, that would have been great because we had free accommodation. And then suddenly we got stuck in a job. And, and I remember going, what just happened? I spent my life. I spent my life detaching myself from all of these things. And now here I was. What the holy. What the holy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And, and uh, so three months into this, three months into this corporate job, I said, this is not what I want to do at all. And I started making plans then, but then I got stuck and even more stuck and even more stuck. And I, and I knew, and I had these really clear, very, very clear that, that travel changes you. It completely changes your priorities. I would did 180 degree in my priorities of what was important. Family was important. My own time was important. The life that I wanted to live was important and making money for other people, for other corporate entities was not important that, that money for me and my family and, and what I could potentially do. And so I sought out these coaches and sought out business opportunities as I was still working in this nine to five and none of them fit. None of them fit because it was not in this, it was not this 
combining of these two things. And you know how things are like you hear somebody over here says, oh, you should go check out these people. Oh, you should go check out these people. You should go check out these people. You should go check out Location India. I was like, oh, okay. And I, it was 2017 and I bought the Paradise Pack and then I kind of hung out and I watched and maybe it was even 2016 I watched and I was just kind of hanging around the edges until I finally was like, yep, okay, these are my peeps. And, <laughs> and in 2018, I uh, I took the plunge and I've never regretted one single second of, I shouldn't say regret, that's a terrible thing to say. I have loved every single minute of being part of this community because it allows for the alignment of the parts of my soul, the parts of my life. And people get it and people understand it and they support it and they encourage it. And they're like, yes, quit your job. Now I will say in all, in all transparency, I still have my nine to five, but I have a thriving coaching business on the side of that. Um, I've have my, my nine to five for various other reasons. My husband and I are foster parents and that's a really important thing to have, you know? And so, and so you can, as Cassidy said, you can choose what location independence looks like for you. You can choose what that means. That means you can have a business where you, I mean, I also work from home for my, for my company. So I could travel if I wanted. I have for my nine to five. I have, you know, I have, I have a hub. I can, I, I was just over on the East coast for a week, just, you know, cause I wanted to be. So that is what I think uh, location indie has allowed me to do seeing all of the possibilities and all of the ways in which I can work all these things into my life. And camp is just like the culmination of yeah. all of that all at once. And and so I'm super excited. Everything. I'm everything sorry that was super all. long, but it's the <laughs> it, I got a lot more years than Cassidy, so I had more to <laughs> more to recount. You have that many more years than me. Don't, no, I, no, not even. Don't even say that. When you guys I mean, I think the, the power is hearing people's stories because every story is different. That's why I started podcasting back in 2013. I was like, I just want to know people's stories because I was at that point trying to figure out what I was going to do. I had been a teacher. Then we were teaching English in Japan. Then I was in Japan. I'm like, well, I I can't lead a regular life, but I'm not staying here teaching English in Japan. Like, again, I, I was trying to do exactly as, as you guys have all hit on of like, how am I the one making the decisions that fit best for me in this moment, in this next phase, right? Whatever this next phase is, how am I the one deciding what it looks like? Like how, how come some people can, and some people can't. And, you know, I was just sitting there wondering these things and and how I was going to do it. And I think you start to come to this, this realization that like, in order to be able to to figure out what the next phase is. If it's not your typical go to college, you know, here's your roadmap that everyone follows. You have to start seeking out people who are doing a bunch of different things so that you and hearing their stories, right? So that you can say, wait, Marty did it this way. Cassie did it that way. Melissa did this way. Melissa's still in her nine to five and she's fine with that. Oh yeah. Because of this. Oh, because they want to be a foster parent. It's way easier if she has that stability. Oh, but she can be location independent because she can work from wherever. Oh, Cassidy pivoted and now gets to work for a friend's company that gives her more freedom. Like you realize that there is a million ways that you can get to where you want to go and that there is no right or wrong but that you have to surround yourself with the people doing it. So if someone is out there, guys, and they've listened to all three of your stories and like, okay, cool. Maybe they want to be a part-time van lifer. Maybe they want to be a full-time van lifer. Maybe they want to paint on their walls, their house and have their freedom (laughs) to do that. Right. It's like whatever they are taking from these stories, 
if they're sitting there and saying, yeah, but, and then, because we all do this, yeah, but they can do that because X, Y, and Z, and they're feeling stuck. What do you say? What's your quick, like, piece of advice for someone when they say, I, I want to do the things that they're talking about, but I can't because of X, Y, and Z. And they're stuck in this in, in this mode of being in normal life and wanting something more, but not knowing how to get out. I will say that this life is a spectrum. Being location independent or being uh, nomadic or being all, all the things we're talking about is a spectrum. It is not a black or white. There is every shade of possibility in between. And if you say, I can't be location independent and fully nomadic, that's okay. You can be some form of something. You can make a choice to do more sustainable travel. You can make a choice to have a side business. You can make a choice. So that there's all of these little steps that you can take if you are willing to risk just a little bit of uncomfortableness. We don't want to be uncomfortable, but we also don't want to live a life of stuckness our whole life. And so it's really it's really the, de- the decision of like, do I want the same thing next year? If I come back to you next year and say, have you moved? Have you done anything? Are you still the same? Do you want to say yes? Or do you want to say, no, I've moved, I've moved the needle a little bit, allowing permission to just to live with within that spectrum. And it's a wide spectrum of all things that are possible. I think it's just like, take one step, do one thing, do one thing that's different towards the thing that you want. That's sort of how it's gotten me here. And I do want to go back and say, no, I, I am in my nine to five, but it's, I'm not necessarily always happy about that draft uh, just because, you know, but there's, but again, that's on the spectrum of, right. I've made a strategic decision for at this particular moment, because, because I can still do the things I want to do. It's a strategic decision. It's not like I've just like, ah, throw all caution to the wind and jump off, you know, jump off into the location in the sunset. Like, which you can, but that's okay. Like it's, it's all part of the wide range of things that you can do and become. That's what I would say. I think that goes into like your risk tolerance, because if you, Melissa, if you guys weren't foster parents, then you might not have a, you know, quote unquote, good enough reason to stay your, your, your nine to five, but because you are now you're risking a lot more than just like being uncomfortable, you know, having to tighten up your budget a little bit, you know, having to make some hard choices, whatever. Now you're risking like your priority because of this decision. So like, just because there are some people that are like, nope, no more nine to five, never going to work for somebody else. Like that's cool, but that's not. And that goes back to like, you can make it what you want it to be because, or what it has to be. Maybe not what you want it to be. Maybe you have to conform it to what your life currently looks like. If you need health insurance and you can't get it anywhere but with a job, okay, you have to have a job. Make make the job work for you. Like you don't have to stay with the one job that you find first. When I was at my first job and I was miserable and I was complaining and complaining and my dad finally looked at me and he, he doesn't yell at me. Let me make that very clear. But he looks at me and he goes, okay, Cassie, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, oh, <laughs> what am I going to do about it? find another job. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find another job as opposed to stay in this job and try to build something that I can then, you know, make the hundred percent leap into. And and so I did, but I would just like to say that I am wearing the shirt that Trav sent at some point that says F perfection. Um, and I don't even remember how I acquired this shirt, but uh, it's a nice little reminder that like, you just, you don't have to, to the person that is thinking I would like to do this, but 
You don't have to do it perfectly. And you also don't have to do it completely without fear. Some of the scariest moments are like, well, I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen, but I've always found that if you put yourself in the places and like, maybe that's meeting the right friends, like, you know, business school, we'll call it networking, but like, I find it, it's just making friends and making connections with people. And then people think of you, you know, the friends company that I work with now, like they messaged me and they were like, Hey, you do accounting. You're a nice person. Like, what do you think? And I was like, sure. Okay. That's fine. It wasn't like I went out and interviewed and was like, oh man, like I have to impress a stranger and try to convince them that like I did that for six years, you know, making friends with people. And now it's like, and I could go to anybody, like if I, if I needed coaching tomorrow and when I need coaching, Melissa's going to be my person because I know you, I trust you. I've talked to you already. And like the other thing about camp is that it's not just like, oh, these are my camp friends that I see maybe once every couple of years. It's like you leave camp and immediately you're like liking people's Instagram posts, talking with people on Facebook. If you're in location indie, you're on Mighty Network. It's not just a, this is the people I talk to at this convention. These are, these are now people that you have access to and are in your corner probably forever. Forever. Your community. Yeah, you guys, I, you hit the nail on the head. You know, anytime I've been able to make a a change, it's not without fear, as you mentioned, Cassidy. It's you know, if it's without fear, you're probably not doing the thing that you really want to do because it's probably too easy or or it's too safe, and it's not without fear. But that doesn't mean that it can't. The fear can't be tempered down by other people who understand you, have gone through what you've gone through, are going through what you've gone through, and can give you perspective. And I've only ever found that by being around people and making the connections in person. It's great to have Zoom calls. It's great to record podcasts. It's great to do all that. And whenever I'm around someone and I've met them face-to-face in person, which thankfully we can do now, it has solidified that bond times a hundred. And now all of a sudden I can sit back and say, oh, I'm really nervous about this. I have to run this by someone. Okay. Well, who am I going to run it by? You better believe that the the first people I'm calling or getting on with are people that I've met in person. Because the, I know, and like you said, Cassie, I know them, I trust them. And that's how you're able to take, get out of places that you're stuck in and take those next steps forward. Marty, is there anything you wanted to add just on that if people are feeling stuck? I would just say, just reiterate what you've, you've said is, is find those people to surround yourself with. If you are dissatisfied, you're, you feel stuck and you want something different. And needless to say, we, we, we have to admit that, you know, there's an economic and, you know, like, like Melissa was saying with foster children. And if you've got kids, if you've got, you know, parents that you're taking care of, you've got lots and lots of responsibilities, you have debt, you have other people's debt, all of those kinds of health issues, obviously, are another thing, because medical care is, is a challenge for people who are location indie. Um, if they're not with a company that allows it. So there are a lot of, of reasons why this is risky and scary. And it's not, it is going to be more difficult for people from a lower economic class who've not been surrounded by things, who have money challenges, serious money challenges. But the reality is, is that it's still only you that can make a change. 
And whatever that smallest change is, that smallest step you can take to create a life that you're happier with, you're more content with, that's the steps that you need to take. And being in a community of people like Location Indy, coming to Camp Indy, making that investment in your life, if it's possible, you will not regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You guys hit it home. And I just want to thank all three of you personally for taking a risk the first year we did Camp Indy and saying, (laughs) okay, these guys are doing a new event. I don't know what this is going to be like. It sounds cool. It's an adult summer camp. Maybe I'm a little fearful, right? I don't know. And taking a risk and coming, making it the incredible time it was, and then saying, hey, I love this so much and I'm so invested with these people and in this community and helping other people achieve what what I've got a taste of, working towards this triangle freedom to then say, I'm going to take the time to come back and come back for the second year and make it even better than the first year and, and really help pave the way. So thank you to oh, all hell yeah. three hell of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me say something. I want to say something really quickly, Trav, though. You sure. just hit the nail on the head. You're like, oh, these, you said in the community, these guys are doing something new. I'm all in. And I do want to just say that that comes from the trust, the belief and the absolute connection that community brings of like-minded people. And so like we've all been in LI, we've done the group calls, we've done, some of us have done Lifestyle Launch Academy, LLA, and Side Hustle Success Challenge. And all of these things are because of the trust we have in the community that this is, and the love that we have for the community, that this is the thing that we want to do to continue that. And the more that we can bring people into that community, they feel that same trust and support and just, and being held in, sounds so lame, but in the arms of people that actually get them. And that, and when you feel lost and weird, that is like the best feeling. And so that's why we say, yes, Whatever's next, yes. Whatever's next, yes. Whatever is next, Cassidy's, weirdos unite. Weirdos unite. Weirdos Cassidy's unite. Cassidy's pulling out her credit card and says, "I don't care. Whatever's next, here it is." Cassidy's making his sticker as we speak. I I actually was like, how do I how do I get stickers into swag bags? So Trav, I may be sending you a message. Okay, let's chat. I just I just really love stickers and like everybody. You don't have to have. You know, they're, they're little. Anybody can have a sticker. Everybody wants right. on their water bottle. That's right. Thank you guys for being here. If if anyone is listening, and again, this is why we do did this podcast. We do these campfire sessions. Like, I can't in one sentence tell you what Camp India is. You can go check out the website. You can get a feel for it. You can see the videos. You can see us dancing at the eighties dance party. You can read everything we wrote. But if you're listening, you just said, you know what? I don't know how everything is going to look. I'm scared. I don't have all the answers, but I know that I want to lead a life that's different from what I'm doing. And I heard Cassidy and Melissa and Marty and the people on the other sessions. And I just know in my gut that these are the people I have to be around because if I'm going to make this change, I need to be around the people who have that energy, who will love and support me and who have been there and have been in the good times and the bad times. Then Camp Indy, do whatever you can to get to Camp Indy. We are coming up to the absolute deadline as you're listening to this. And if you're listening later, you could still check out campindy.com. Hopefully we're doing it again. But like, if you're listening live, when this comes up, we're coming up to the deadline and you have to make a decision. And so if you resonated with that, I would say, take the five seconds of courage, 10 seconds of courage and say, I'm in. 
and make the decision to come and figure out what you have to figure out to get here because it might not line up perfectly. You might have to figure out if you're driving or flying. There's stuff you have to figure out, but make it the decision to come. And I I can guarantee you that what will happen is that you will have a life-changing moment because we've all seen it at events. I've saw it at different events. I've seen it at Camp Indy. I've seen it at Camp Indy for these three who are all giving me hearts as I talk here. So um, make the decision to come if if you resonate with the stories that are being told here. And you can do that at campindy.com. All right. On three, I just want you all, you're all unmuted anyway, because you've all been chiming in. But on three, we're just going to say Camp Indy and uh, we'll get out of here. All right. So on three, Camp Indy. Ready? One, two, three. Camp Indy! See you there. I saw you on my way. I saw you and I'll see you again soon.